0: You guys are going to get a kick out of it. I love Guarantee. it. I love it. And I've got Guarantee. a
1: really
2: good question lined up for you, too. Anyway. so
1: I should have hit the eject button, then, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, <definitely> <laughs> welcome to Practical Shooting After Dark. Oh, boy. You guys know the rules. Everybody comes here with a topic, something fun to talk about. Maybe we take some listener questions, and, oh, we've got a good one tonight. Um, so, yeah, on deck tonight, we have, well, Mr. Hopkins. Hi, everybody. Yeah, Ned Flanders we know who that is that's joel park i I don't have a spicy name for tyler (laughs) (laughs) that's what we got so that's what's going on all right matt you have promised us spice i have have some spice you have have pointed you are babe ruth you've stepped up to the you know you've stepped up to the plate you've pointed to the parking lot and you've told me the ball's going out there so So i'm gonna
3: I don't I don't know what this is. We did discuss before is this pumpkin spice or is it gonna be Carolina Reaper? No, no, he, Carolina
0: Reaper, I think.
3: Good. <laughs> no, so Joe's no, not
0: gonna say a word about this
2: whole thing. Tyler, here's the best part. We actually have no idea what Matt's about to talk about. No, he no just told idea. us it's gonna be spicy, so I can't I have no wait. clue.
3: We're gonna good. find out live. All right, Matt.
2: What do you got? All right. You said it's a trigger
0: warning. I got a trigger warning this week. All right. So all righty. There's been some stuff rolling around social media. I don't know if you guys have seen it, like posting some, like all these shooters, influencers, entrepreneurs have been posting up to Wait, go to on. this website, right? Hold on, I'm getting there. Oh, I know where this is going already. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what? this thing called the Gundies, right? So I'm going to talk. I, I'm trigger warned on this, right? So I think everyone knows what the Gundies are. And let's just go into it. So it's basically a what what would we call it? Like it's a it's Matt, a I a, haven't heard of
2: this. I have not heard of this. So it it's tells a pub, you how much attention like a, I pay like to a, on social media. Oh, well,
0: okay, then you probably won't then. So it's basically like you can go on there and vote for your favorite uh let's see, like gun entrepreneur. Oh, it's entra- a circle enter- Yeah, <laughs> well, sure. That's <laughs> obvious. What, what are we talking so, about? Let's get let's get more into it. So right, so you know how they like scour the internet and come up with the like most the best people for each category, right? I mean, that's what you would think,
2: right? I wouldn't think that because it's a circle jerk mat, and that's not how those work.
0: Oh, really? So you mean there's a nominee sign up, so you could go and submit your name to be signed up for this?
2: (laughs) I mean oh boy. that's that sounds more like how such a thing would function.
0: Okay, so you go to this nominee sign up, you submit you have to create an account first so they have your name and email. We'll get back to that. And then you submit yourself to be a nominee. So you can submit yourself to be one of the one of the whatever. What are they? Influencer categories, breakout creator of the year, influencer of the year, most flu- influential Male of the year, most influential female of the year. You guys see where this is going, right?
2: What am I looking at here? (laughs) See, I'm looking at this site now. This looks best gun reviewer, yes. What best YouTuber, also, best you, (laughs)
0: most creative content of the year. All right, most
2: influential female of the year, sponsored by Arrow Precision.
0: Oh, (laughs) click on that one, list some of the nominees (laughs) on that one.
2: a doctor, <laughs> I don't think you need to list the nominees. <laughs> we do, we so, we so do. <laughs> it just looks like a bunch of Instagram, uh, Instagram hoes. I see a couple has been USPSA ladies, I see a couple legit USPSA ladies, but uh, yeah, yeah. this is my, my, my okay, first so. assessment was right, which would tell me why I don't pay attention to this sort of thing. All
0: right, <laughs> so so you so to vote, you have to go in there, give them all your name, info, like email address all that stuff
2: okay and so, it's so looking one? into
0: this further yeah. like you can nominate yourself to it so it's not a like a it's not a best of the best on the internet right okay so then you just go around you submit yourself and then you send these links out to your followers they're to go on there and vote for you right mm-hmm. so let's go into it more so who owns the gundies it's uh forge relations llc right Okay. Let's look at some of the clients on Forge Relations, LLC. Hey, Ben, can you go to the sponsors of that Gundy's real quick? I sure can. I see. What do you want to know? Do you see Diamondback on there? Uh, Yeah, I do. Do you see Henry, Chris, Microtech? Henry
2: Rifles, Chris. Yep, Microtech Knives.
0: Oh, that's weird. They're all clients of uh, Forge Relations, LLC. That's so weird. Why is that weird? Hmm. Uh, it's just weird. Right. So I think my trigger warning is do some research on what you're voting for, uh, for influencer of the year and all this stuff. Right. So basically, this is a marketing company trying to get people's contact info to sell to their clients or post about and then they have a million email address and then they go around and sell that to companies so, just be very careful on who you do, like how, what you do with your
1: information. Like,
0: it's not always on the up and up, right?
1: What I'm hearing you say is Matt, do you have to uh, agree to be nominated if we nominate you? Do they have to uh, accept your nomination?
0: Uh, if I get submitted for this, Joel, you're going to be in trouble. Oh, baby. <laughs> <Even> <laughs> person, Never mind. Probably Bad idea. Doing it right now. Bad so, idea. I'm not doing it. They won't do it. I don't have. So it has to go to their select group to uh, hold on. Let's read it exactly. Upon review by our independent panel, if your social media presence meets our guidelines, then you will receive a welcome email explaining the next steps. So there's some certain guidelines after you submit
2: yourself. So let me just get this straight. This is a shooting award thing. But yes. your social media has to meet their guidelines. Yes. And <laughs> you have to
0: just numbers, followers I'm sure, right. to go in there. So this yeah. is the point. Like they have built this up to be such a big thing that your followers that you like cultivate and provide information to are to go give their information so you could get votes to get a made up award.
2: I think you're just jealous that you didn't come up with this scheme. Yeah.
0: I'm not in a marketing company. Why would I need it? Well, that's
2: true. Well, Matt.
0: I don't know if I hit it out of the park or not, but we'll see.
1: Matt needs your vote is all I heard you say.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. On the-
2: <laughs> no, so what, what happened is like on the face of it, this looked pretty lame. And then you explained, you broke it down for us. And you're like, yep, that's kind of what it looked like. So. <laughs> well done, Matt. <laughs> Thank you.
1: All right. Who'd like to go well, next? You can <laughs> uh, I want to hear what Tyler has to say.
3: All right. Well, I, so I don't have a shooting topic for this, but because it's the off-season, I want to tell you uh, how much I'm enjoying not shooting and how much I'm enjoying uh, stuff that I don't really do a lot of during the season, like uh, you know catching up on TV or reading and all that kind of stuff. So can we talk specifically about how good The Mandalorian is? Dude. And, and how Dave yes. Filoni... And uh, John Favreau are, are by themselves saving Star Wars as a franchise. Like, so I've
0: not seen a single so episode. I've not seen it.
3: Nah, so you got to get on it. It Why? is wonderful.
0: I'm like a season behind, though, right? You're not behind
3: anything. It's, no, you're it's, fine. It's, it's the seasons are, are season. very short. Yeah, very short,
2: which I think is smart,
3: by the way. Like, I think that's a smart well,
1: move. And then them spacing it out one episode a week is super smart because if they dropped them all, like I would just binge watch them all probably in a day and then be like, well, that's it. But then like you drop them one a week, people keep talking about it and buying all their, you know, merchandise, whatever. It's very smart.
2: Yeah. Is I like it
0: worth the subscription to Disney Plus? Uh,
2: what is it, like nine bucks? A yes. month? So when's the last time you went to a movie, Matt?
0: When's the last time me and you went to a movie together? Yeah, so like a long time.
2: <laughs> so that like that, you know, I don't know, ten dollar movie ticket, you just get Disney Plus for a month and then smoke it after after a month and so I go. wait
0: till they're all out and then get it, right? It'll be okay. all out
2: this week anyway. So okay. I mean so I good. think it's pretty reasonably priced, personally. I agree. Yeah, it's a, it is a very well made show, Tyler. I, I think it's uh, like a nineteen seventies style show. Like it's, it's very episodic in nature. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to see like a lot of the episodes, you don't have to see them in order to know what's going on. Yeah. So I kind of, I like that.
3: Well, I mean, it's a space Western set in the world of star Wars and it, it incorporates a lot of this stuff from the extended universe that the, the sequel uh, trilogy just took a di- giant shit on, so it's it's rectifying so many mistakes.
2: Here's the and- <laughs> problem with Star Wars:
3: there's not a lot to talk about.
2: There's space wizards, there's laser swords, and there's tie fighters. That's pretty much all there is. You know, that's Star Wars stuff. There's not a lot to talk about. And what's what's good about this show is it just does like the the like the Western stuff, like the like in the first Star Wars movie. It just kind of takes place in that, and there's we didn't see a laser sword in this show for a long time. Yeah. You know, laser swords used sparingly. Well. And it, uh,
3: not too much I, other stuff. Yeah, I, I disagree with you just a bit. There is some lore, but most of it, like I said, came from the extended universe. So, but the thing, if you've read, like, the books and stuff. but am not reading the books. It's not yeah. going to happen. See, that's part of the problem. So, there it, is lore. I don't here. think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right. But... Uh, uh, but I think it is—it's accessible for 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 people just off the street. Uh, but it it has a lot of fan service for like the hardcore people too, which is nice. So I I really—they're saving Star Wars. Uh, God bless them. It's amazing. You should watch uh, it.
2: They're gonna shit it up the next season though. You just know it. You can uh, feel it. You can uh, feel it. I, it's like too faith. good. It's too good of a show, so there's going to be more management's going to come in. They're going to have to like focus group some some casting decisions, and then and then it's done. It's game over. And you know it, man. You can feel it. It's going to happen. It's too popular now. They're going to have to ruin it.
3: Yeah.
2: Maybe I'm being pessimistic. I don't really know. I hope not. <laughs> We're two
0: for two on the comments that topics that Joel has not touched.
2: <laughs> he said Mandalorian what? was great. Like, what else do you what want to is? say? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: No, it's really good. You should watch it. All right. Joel, uh, you my want topic, to go or do you want me to? No, my topic kind of goes along with what Tyler's saying, I suppose. Mandalorian? Well, about shooting. But. Okay. Uh, how about <laughs> – this is the way. Uh, okay. I want to talk about motivation and listening to your brain. So uh, it's kind of similar to what Tyler's talking about. But, I, I mean, I think it's easy to fall into a habit or a schedule where you think, hey, it's Saturday. It's my practice day. I have to go practice. Maybe it's a, a daily dry fire thing. You know, I need to get my 15-minute dry fire session in before the day is over. It's just a habit like brushing my teeth. It's something I do. I would like to suggest that forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to do or doing something out of obligation or habit is not always productive. So I remember very well, it's kind of a turning point. A very specific Saturday, all my stuff ready, ammo loaded, uh, I'm getting ready to load my car, and I thought to myself, I don't really want to do this today. Like, it was hot outside. I wasn't really feeling it. I had a match the next day. I thought I needed to practice, but I just decided not to go. Well, I know you won't be shocked. There was a match the next day. I did well. It was fine. I was rested. No big deal. Um, So, the last few years, I have started practicing when I was motivated and feeling it, honestly. Like, as you can imagine, I still practice a lot, I still dry fire daily but I don't feel bad at all if I miss a day because I'm just not feeling it, my hands are smoked, my brain's just saying, I don't wanna do this, I don't do it. Um, The flip side to that is if I'm really motivated, I might go to the range three or four days in a row, I might have four dry fire sessions in a day, Uh, and those days that I'm really feeling motivated, I really feel like things are clicking, are the absolute most productive days in my training, by far. So if I'm, I'm like, feeling super alert, I'm paying attention to everything that's happening, I'm learning a lot, so on. I'm, like, really, really engaged. So if you're, you know, feeling motivated, stay at the range longer, shoot more, dry fire more often. Uh, If you think, you know, uh, it's something you're dreading doing, I don't want to go, your brain's telling you something, and I think you should listen. So taking a forced off-season is really smart, but, you know, maybe January rolls around and it's... January 1st, it's January 10th, it's whatever it is. And you're like, hey, I'm ready to go. Like I can't wait to start dry fire and then go with it. Like just roll. You know? And that's you're the same thing during the season. You're season. saying smart things, Joel. I try. I try. Can I
2: can I make an example? Please. That's kind of related. So it took me like 10 years to stop going to practice in the rain. It took me like 10 years. So I, I mean, used to think like yeah. I gotta go practice. I gotta go practice. Cause I want to be good. Then I go out and it's raining and you know how it is when you're out shooting in the rain, you're cold. Uh, you can't, you can't grip your properly. The targets are fucked up and like, like all these things that are just a distraction. And what I learned was I'm not really learning anything. Like this isn't really a productive use of my time, even though I want to be practicing. And it took, it did, it took a long time before I was like, you know what? I just, I'm not feeling it right now. I'm just not going to go. And what you're saying is kind of the same thing. It's like in an in off-season is taking some time away is important. I mean, you might feel like you're losing by not training, but you're not really losing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then even during the season, maybe I'll take a week off at some point. Maybe it's just a day here and there. But, I mean, off-season, on, like during the season, whatever, like your brain's telling you stuff and you should listen because if you – don't really want to be there. You're not really feeling it. It's probably not going to be that productive anyway. Like Ben, is it fair to say you're like going through the motions if it's raining? It sucks. It sucks. You're getting wet. Like all that stuff. Like, yeah, you're there, but. Or
2: or even this there's been times where it's like, all right, dry fire, live fire, six days a week, or or like I'll do seven days a week. And after three or four weeks of that, eventually I'll be just going through the motions. And then you have to be like, Hey dummy, just take a couple days off. Like stop doing this to yourself play some video games for for a minute, and then in a couple days, go practice.
1: Yeah, but then what about a day where I'm, like, totally feeling it? I can't wait. My stuff's packed. Yeah. It's not done with work. Like I'm You getting should always range.
2: go with extra ammo to yes. the range. If, if you're feeling it, if the session's going well, stay. Keep shooting.
1: Yeah, and the next thing you know, you have some breakthrough. You learn something new that you hadn't noticed before. Whatever. Like, yeah.
3: Yeah. This is yeah. yeah. the way. Right, Tyler? Yeah. I, I think... So here's the thing, though. Just as a maybe a counterpoint, all four of us here, I think, are pretty motivated guys. We don't lack for motivation to train. We don't lack uh, for the desire to get out there and do it. But less motivated, I think they may use that as license any time they don't feel good. Well, I'm I'm just listening to my body. I'm listening to my mind. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to well, train today. But those
2: type of pussies are never going to get good anyway.
3: If you're not, if you're, if you're lying
2: to yourself. Like, you can't, what? what nothing good is going to happen.
3: Yeah. yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. Uh, I, I will say on this note that some of the most productive practices and, and breakthroughs, um, discoveries have happened when I've actually, when I've uh, made myself, I didn't feel good or I didn't want to, or there was something else going on, but I did anyway. I'm not saying to do it every time, but I am saying that for whatever reason, um, it can work the other way too. Sometimes if, if you just, you're at it, you're, you're doing the grind, you'll discover something. Um, but I think by and large, yeah, you're, if you're not, if otherwise you don't lack for motivation and otherwise you're not shirking your training and especially if you've been doing it long enough, yeah, you know, um, if you've cultivated that kind of inner voice to tell you, uh, Nah, just you're you're good to skip, or you know, it would actively be beneficial for you to skip, then yeah, yeah. But you know, like you said, a bunch of guys uh, <laughs> hey, would take any excuse so not to train. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure fine. you're
0: actually going to answer this question, Ben, but when you won the world shoot, were those 10 years worth of rain days worth it?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I was willing to pay any price. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always been willing to pay the price. It's not about that. It was. It's mostly like a lot of those rain days, if I'm honest with myself, I didn't really get anything out of them anyway. That's kind of more what I'm saying. It's not that I'm not willing to do it. It's like when the conditions are such that it it's not productive, then, you know... You, you can't, you know, square that circle. You're you're doing unproductive shit. Yeah. Should we move on? This ben, is a good topic, have,
1: Joel. Do you have a topic for us?
2: I do. So I've been, uh, I'll be match director for my state section match now. This has just gotten approved, and oh I am laying down the law. No, not really. I'm going to change. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing two moves. I made essentially. I'm making two moves that might be a little bit interesting. Or controversial and i think it'd be fun to talk about them here does this sound good guys number one 10 stages the mix of stages is going to be three four three so three shorts four mediums three longs okay any thoughts about that
3: but what about my round count (laughs) what about what what about it (laughs) why don't you practice more then
2: uh, yeah. uh, yes
3: the, so no, that, no
2: no objection there i don't oh, think
1: sounds like you're building in variety and i'm okay with that
2: yeah of course i think variety is really important i want the match to test uh you know all, all the all the skills that i can put in there like you know positioning close close shooting medium mid-range shooting long shooting shooting while moving i want to have it so it builds in a lot of different options and a lot of different types of stages. And that and that means having a variety of uh, stage designs. So that's one thing. That's not all that controversial. The other thing I'm doing, which I think I was a pretty good reaction at the section meeting, I think, uh, the bottom of the shooting order only is going to be resetting. So typically the bottom two or three people in the shooting order, those would be the people resetting. All the ROs are going to know the deal going into it, that that's how it's going to work and all the shooters are going to know. So what I want is to spend... Uh, it, I don't want the scenario where people walk down range and basically fight for a target at the beginning of the day. We've all shot section matches, and this is how it works. At the beginning of the day, you're like elbowing people out of the way so you can put a, put a couple stickers on a target, and then by the afternoon, there's only like uh, you know people people are tired because they've been walking down there the whole time.
1: Well, you have to make it look good, though, Ben.
2: Yeah, we got to make it look good.
1: Well, you don't you don't want to get fussed at.
2: No, you don't want to get busted. <laughs> and you don't, like, for me, like, I don't want the guys on the squad to think, like, I'm not going to work, like.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, so that's that's going to be a change. Oh, Joel, you're you're messaging me another thing. Yeah, we should talk about this. <laughs> if you want uh, to. So well, no, so. so
0: only the, the pro- I, th- I think it's a great idea. Like, the problem is, like, the squad figuring out who's, like, doing what. At it'll what be the
2: bottom of the shooting order. So the way that this will work is you get done shooting, right? So yeah. your magazines, you'll get them, you set them on a table or whatever, yeah. or a magazine in your case, you set that somewhere. <laughs> and then somebody will come up to you and they were gonna pass you a job. So they're gonna yes, hand sorry. you a, a roll of pasters, they'll hand you a, a a can of paint, something like that. And it's like, so for the next three shooters, it is your job to go pick up that steel and paint it. Like that's your job for three shooters. Then you take that can of paint and you hand it to somebody who just, like finish shooting, so you pass off your job after the right number of people. And then you can just, you know, I, I want you to sit down and chill and have a good time. And I actually bet you the match is going to run faster. There's be a couple other changes making with ROing that uh, Joel pointed out. So one, obviously, I'm not going to charge the ROs. I'm going to pay him a stipend if possible, which I think it will be looking at the finances for this thing. So I want to have basically what I want to do is create an environment where I have people apply to be ROs and I have more people wanting to be ROs than I can take. So to be like, hey, you're shooting the match for free and we're going to kick you a little bit of cash, you know, and you'll, you know, instead of shooting the match in one day and leaving, it'll be you shoot the match on Saturday and then you stick around at work on Sunday. And, you know, we'll raffle off guns for ROs and stuff like that. I want ROs. I want the best ROs. And I want to be able to turn away the shitty ones. Essentially, that's what I want. Maybe that's not nice to say, but uh, that's that's what I'm saying. What do you guys think about that? Well, now you guys got real quiet. I thought oh, Matt I was it's... bringing the spice.
0: No, no, <laughs> no I, I think I like it. <laughs> so, is this match going to be limited on participants?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's only so many we can take. Like, I don't, I don't know how big. Uh, we'll allow the squads to be, but it'll be, we'll have, I think, 11 squads to so be 10 stages plus chrono. And then, you know, the squads can only be so big on the competitor day, on the staff day. Of course, the staff and sponsors can shoot and there'll be some, there'll be some space there as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to sell it out. I mean, that'd be cool. But if not, that's cool too. It's all what good by me. Is it? Yeah. What? what weekend is it? Uh, it'll be third weekend September. I have I, my mem- That's by memory. I'm not sure if that's right. I think it is.
1: It'll what be the club? week after Iowa. The week after the Iowa section.
2: Yes. What club? Uh, it'll be Augusta Sportsman's. So it'll be the club near Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So if you were if you were flying to Minneapolis, it's 90 minutes ish drive from Minneapolis from the airport to get over here. So it's not really too bad. It's a fairly accessible place. All right, I think we're ready for a question. And boy, it dovetails in perfectly. I just, uh... all right, you and the crew have complained about USPSA officiating for a while now, but not one of you has suggested a way to improve things. This is a volunteer sport and all of you participate. What are you going to do to make things better? Complaining doesn't make it better. That's a question. Any reaction to that, guys?
0: Yeah, none of us do anything for this sport.
2: Yeah, so the number one thing that the the main (laughs) response to this person is like, like, if you feel like anger when you hear us complaining about USPSA stuff, like, if you start feeling like that, that emotion is not productive. Because, like, basically what this guy wants to do is just shut us up, essentially. Then The number one step, the first thing you have to do to solve problems is call them the fuck out when you see them. Like, I don't think we're mean. I don't think we're unfair. I think we just say what we think. You know, like, number one call it out. So I just disagree with the guy's premise. Like, complaining doesn't make it better. The fuck it doesn't. Like, when you complain about it, when you articulate what the problem is, when you suggest potential solutions, like, that is the first step to making it better. Shouting down those people doesn't make things better at all. So, you know, that's my read on that.
3: Well, so let's yeah, you want to play charitable. devil's
2: advocate, Tyler? Good luck. No, buddy. no,
3: I, I want to try to to be charitable to his point. Let's just think this through. So, what would he have us do? What does he suggest that instead of talking about it, we remain silent? And I suppose no, we it'll all be, just be no, the Tyler, best. As we you we can.
2: you don't get it. As soon as when when you're confronted <laughs> with this attitude, it'll be well. You should be the match director. You should run for area director. You should. That's be what the, I'm saying.
3: Like, yeah, I, I but, guess that's his his position is that. We we sh- none of us should say anything about it. We should just each individually yeah. uh, volunteer more, right?
2: And and you know that's but once you start doing that, you can never volunteer
3: enough. You can right. never do enough things to satisfy these sort of people ever.
2: They're gonna. No, and, like, and,
3: and, yeah. and 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 an individual can never volunteer enough to make a systemic change either. Right. And if I look at so if I give you my assessment of USPSA the establishment.
2: I'm talking not any individual, just the establishment itself, like the board, NROI, like the way things work, my assessment would be that it's brainless, heartless, spineless, and dickless in no particular order. That would be just what I'd say. Like, we we don't hammer cheaters. You don't stand up. Like, they won't, like, the president of the organization won't even come out and articulate an argument for what he's trying to do and why. It's just all, like, corporate speak nonsense bullshit and there's no real engagement like if I, if that's my assessment of the establishment how the fuck would it help anything for me to run for a board seat like i'm saying we need to make systemic changes here we have a, like a problem that's not going to be solved within the current system so it's like it doesn't even make sense like this sort of thinking okay. Well now nah, that shut you guys up real fast. <laughs> Whoa. Oh.
3: Well, I mean it I I think we all know this guy and I think this guy, you know, I I don't know who it is obviously. We know
0: some version of this guy.
3: Yeah, I think we all do and I you know, I I don't I've never known that type of person to make any kind of change in the organization mm-hmm. and, unless uh, to perpetuate the status quo and to this way of thinking, which is, you know, we'll go to our club match and I'm going to work my tail off. It's, you know what it is? It's the kind of person who complains about no one volunteer, no one helps, but then you try to help them and they say, no, I got it. It's that we all know someone like that. No, you're exactly right. They, they don't want the help so that they think that they then can complain. Because if you help and you change and you make things positive, then they can no longer complain.
2: Well, it's it'd be the people who like, hey, we need help. We need help. So you volunteer to help and they don't empower you to help. You know, you're not really allowed to make decisions or to like contribute in a meaningful way. They'll be like, yeah, go go paint those fault lines or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you don't do meaningful things. So well,
3: the, but those people, the, the crazy thing is they think they're the lifeblood of the sport.
2: No, they're not. But they're choking they, it out.
3: Uh, yeah, but they think that.
2: it's funny. It's like, I, I, Joel, well, I don't know how much you want to say about this, Joel, but uh, I, I've seen a few club dynamics where I have like, I've explained it. I explained to particular people like, Hey, like right now you think that like these couple people do all the work, but you don't understand they're choking out your ability to get other people to volunteer because they're control freaks. You know what I mean? Like even people, like people who, if, if any individual thinks that like USPSA wouldn't function or their club match at their club wouldn't function without them, 95% of the time they're dead wrong. Like if they just stopped being match director, then someone else would be match director. Maybe it wouldn't be the same match, maybe not as good, maybe not the same quality, whatever, but it's like life would go on. And even if that one club folds, there's plenty of other clubs for the most part. So it's like no one individual is like needed to, to keep things going. No one's that important. And if you think you're that important, I mean, you should, you should probably reconsider that.
3: I'm just I'm just immediately suspicious of anyone whose impulse is to tell another person to be silent or to like silence debate yeah. or to silence criticism. Like you're not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay, have, so like, for no example, with you.
2: for example, at this section match, like where, you know, I'm, I'm trying in my way to make a positive impact where I, I want to change the way fundamentally that we reset stuff. I understand people are going to be resistant just because there's inertia. I understand that it's going to have to, it's going to be a process where you kind of show people this different way. And I understand a lot of people aren't going to like it and all that. I know that I'm going to take shit for it. And that's OK, because I know what I'm walking into. And I'm prepared to accept the criticism that comes along with making a move like that. All right. So if you have somebody who volunteers to do some stuff and then they don't want any criticism, like, I don't understand that either. It's like the criticism is important. We criticize because we love it. We criticize the way matches are run because we love matches and they're important to us. You know, like think the reason we're sitting here criticizing Mandalorian, you know, is because we love it, right? Mm-hmm. You, you criticize the things you care about and silencing criticism is, is silly to me. And you're, nothing good is going to happen. Nothing good is going to come from that. Matt, you've been quiet.
0: I don't know. Like, Come I'm, on, throw I'm some gonna shade, man. I'm going to change from the inside.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm going to change it from the inside.
2: There you go. All right. Uh, do we have anything else to say on this topic, guys? It's a good time to call it. I think yeah, it's a good time to call Joel's it, sir. opinion on it. No, you guys. Think. You guys hit it out of the park. (laughs) Joel is not touching this. (laughs) No, you
1: guys have it covered great.
2: All right. Well, listeners, if you have a question you'd like the answer to, go to benstegger.com, send us your questions. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely.